Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Chick Noodle Scoop. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sean. And we're not the Fuller Sisters. We I'm half not, of it. No. He's pretty much a Fuller Sister at this point. I'm not a sister. In-law. Yeah, in-law. Maybe. By, by default. By, by default, you are now a Fuller Sister. Yes. So Lexi and Sean took over the podcast last week, and I was busy at a competition. So now we decided to give Lexi the week off, and somehow Sean's back again. I am back. Uh, I am sitting here with Gabby on her podcasting couch, and we're going to get rolling into this week's episode. Orders up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. Chicken noodle scoop. But before we get into that, obviously we have the weekly scoop. And I was technically gone for two weeks. So what did I do? Okay, so in the process, since the last time I podcasted, I went to UCA we honestly, it was a pretty overall successful weekend, I will say, for Double O. We had a few little minor mistakes day one, still had a really strong routine. And then day two, we absolutely killed it. It was our first time hitting zero at a competition since Double O 2019, which is absolutely insane to me. It's been rough 2020 and the beginning of 2021. We just had really bad luck at competitions. Things just didn't seem to go our way. But UCA day two and this past week of practice have literally been amazing just I couldn't ask for more we had such a fun practice last night we went full out three times and for the first time in a long time full outs were really fun and we just really enjoyed each other's company so that was last night and then today I had cat four practice all weekend as well as long as well as the normal week like they do summit is next weekend I cannot believe I only have a week left coaching them they are seriously the most amazing group of kids and I'm going to miss them dearly and they made my first year of like actual real coaching literally a dream come true. I couldn't have asked for anything more. They are the best. Other than that, I had a pretty busy week because like Sean said, he is in town again. And when Sean is in town, Sean does not like to sit still. Gabby is very busy at night, which means during the day we always try to do something, which led me to my life is a mess right now because I feel like my the last week was like two days long and I don't know where the time went and I am so thrown off my normal routine. I, you know, I do keep you busy, you but it's a good, it's a good thing, right? Is, we do go also, get, we, like, we do a lot. We get content. We, we get do. a lot of content. We did some relaxing on the beach this week, so. Cool. And by relaxing, I fell asleep for 45 minutes and didn't move. I now have yeah. a full-on necklace tan line, a hoop earring tan line. Well, they we, were burn lines. We are, we are we both scorched. Yeah. We were crispy. Um, and it was cloudy and windy, so like we so easily fell asleep. Yeah. So we, I flew in Tuesday, uh, had some work stuff to do, um, but ran around, did some errands, uh, went some, went grocery shopping. Um, when Gabby's been, Gabby has been pretty busy lately. So I've been doing a lot of the cooking, the meals and whatnot, but, um, a lot of downtime too. For uh, you, because I'm at yeah. the gym all night and I have to yeah. take my car. So, obviously. Um, so when, when she's at the gym and has her car, I kind of like sit around and do nothing. But that's okay because it gives me plenty of time to utilize the gym here 
or go swimming or be outdoors. So, um, you know, it's being in South Florida, you, you try to enjoy the, the outdoors as much as you can. But the podcast episode is about all about health. And I've been working out a say, lot this week. That's one thing that you've definitely been doing while you've yeah. downtime here. Um, I mean, the more downtime you have, take advantage of it, you know, get in the gym, eat healthy, you know. Great, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, it is time for the flavor of the week. So I thought long and hard about mine. And for long and hard, I mean, I forgot again that we do this in the podcast episode. So I thought about it for about five minutes, maybe 30 seconds at that. And my flavor of the week is ice cream sandwiches. Lately, I've been getting a little bit of a sweet tooth during the nighttime. We're going to talk about this in the podcast. But ice cream sandwiches to me, I have the mini ones. And it's just a perfect little amount of ice cream that gets me going, fills me up satisfies the sweet tooth and i can move on with my she's night. really gonna talk about ice cream sandwiches in our healthy lifestyle podcast i am because it's all about oh, balance gosh. baby um so i'm gonna talk about the new protein powder that i just tried this week it's uh the ghost nutter butter protein powder um if you are into or if you hate taking protein powder and uh are like me who likes good tasting stuff and it does have a sweet tooth, just like Gabby here. Um, try the ghost, uh, any of the ghost supplements. Um, they have amazing tasting protein products. So that is my flavor of the week. And let's get into it. So we asked on our podcast, Instagram at chicken noodle underscore scoop for you guys to ask any and all fitness, health questions, tips you wanted Sean is definitely a lot more well-rounded in this. Obviously, by the look of me, you would think I know what I'm doing. I do not. You want to know what I ate at Team Bonding today. I had a Bloomin' Onion, steak, lobster, salad, mashed potatoes, and ice cream. I am very full. But somehow, my body just doesn't work like normal people. And I understand that. And I know it's all genetics. I Yes, I work hard at cheerleading. No, I do not work out outside of cheerleading. Should I look the way I do? No, it is not normal. Do not strive for my specific body type. Yes, you can use me as like an inspiration or whatever, but do not use me to like model your life around because I don't even model my own life around what I look like. I'm going to start with that. I, I think the thing is, is that you have a specific body type and yes, you go all out all the time at cheer. You're at the, the gym I, seven I, days a week. I'm there a lot. And you know what? That it's it's hard work when you're there for multiple hours in a day and you're on your feet and you're yeah. showing people how to do trip like stunts or you know routines and whatnot or you're competing on a team and you're going full out. People don't understand how much energy it takes to go and do a full out. I like just watching it exhausts me, and that's the thing. Um, so you you do put in a lot of work. It just yeah. doesn't feel like a lot of work because it's, it's only at cheerleading. And you love it. Yeah. And that's the thing is is the majority of people have to find something that they love. Yes, you know, not a lot of people like going to the gym. Not a lot of people like going out and running. Um, but you have to find that niche um, of what you do like. You know, maybe you're you are a younger girl or a, you know, an older guy and you've never really lifted weights before but hey maybe lifting weights is your like your thing you just got to give whatever it is a shot i freaking started playing hockey at 27 years old 
And guess what? I burned 1,200 calories in an hour and a half of playing hockey. And it doesn't, it goes by so quick because yeah. I'm having fun. Right. You know, um, just have to find your niche. So we're just going to hop right into the questions that you guys asked. So first question, go ahead. Is it too late by your mid-20s to get flexible enough to do splits? Not at all. Obviously, it's going to be a lot harder than if you were younger, but that's something that I love that I teach flexibility because flexibility to me isn't a skill. It's not like we're tumbling or everything else in cheerleading. It's like you may not get that skill ever. Like some people are just not meant to tumble. Some people are just not meant to stunt. When it comes to flexibility, if you stretch enough, you will get flexible. Yes, it may take you longer than others, or if you're older, it may take you longer than it did when you were younger. But I love flexibility because it's not a skill and it's something that you can do whenever and literally anyone can do it and eventually you will get there. Yeah. Um, flexibility is extremely important, not yes. just in cheerleading, but in, in life, in all sports and even just, just living, maintaining, yeah, maintaining a healthy life. I went through an injury uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, my knee was like starting to click and pop and I... I was working out all the time. I was living in California at the time, running up and down hills with logs and stuff. Crazy, crazy extreme workouts. And I was young, I was fit, and I didn't stretch. And it ended up being that my IT band was so tight. The IT band is your um, like on your, your right right part of your thigh, um, on the outside of your thigh. It wraps around your knee and then goes all the way down to your ankle. Um, it was so tight that it, like carved a hole in my kneecap. And so now every time my I move my knee straight and bend it, I can feel it pop. And um, that's that just came from me not stretching after working out. Uh, and that's an injury that I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life now. And you can't go back on it. So please, like, stretch, ev- stretch every day. Get flexible. It's never... Yeah. You don't what, have to be in a certain sport. Just constantly stretch. Know what I do? I, I set a timer on my iPhone for six and a half minutes. And every 30 seconds, I switch a different stretch. And I do mainly legs but because I usually do some stretches at the gym. But this is when I get home. Literally set a, a timer. Six and a half minutes of your day. Just stretch. And it, you will feel 10 times better after it. All right. Next question. I have just a random one, but also a good one. I have trouble with eating too much sugar. Any tips? My tip is, obviously, this is a lot easier if you live on your own and buy your own groceries, but just do not have foods like that in your house. You will be so much more inclined to eat them when you know they're in the pantry. If you just don't buy them, you will literally only eat sweets when you're, like, really, really craving them and, like, force yourself to go do it. But if you don't have them, I feel like your cravings just go away because you know you don't have anything to just snack on yeah. easily. And it's just like sometimes you're just like, I'm too lazy to go to the store. Right. So then you don't want to do it. Yeah. It's too much effort. Um, one thing I do is I have my uh, dark chocolate chips and I put them in. I just do this serving size. I put them in a tablespoon and that's what I have at night. That's my allotted amount of sweets for the night. See, I do that too with like the little Twix bars or whatever. Like you only allow yourself... A small serving so then yeah. you're not eating a whole tub of ice cream yeah because honestly and especially at nighttime that's the worst time of the day to be taking but in that's sugar when everyone and gets sweets their sweet and fats yeah. always always is so either don't buy anything <laughs> just to make your life easier or just buy things in moderation that will yeah just allow you to only eat a little bit and allot yourself if you stick to a specific goal and only give yourself a little bit 
you usually usually your your mind will tell you not to eat that much. All right, next question. How do I learn a new workout routine after leaving sports? This one is going to hit me like a truck when I'm done with cheerleading because I've never been one. I've always no, okay, that's not true. Growing up, I was so active. I was in so many sports, constantly running around. Obviously, now my main source of working out is cheerleading. And obviously, that's a, a big reason why I, I do enjoy still doing it because I don't have to work out. And obviously, I am going to have to find another outlet eventually when I'm done cheering. But I think this goes back to what we said at the beginning. It's just finding what you enjoy. So personally, I know from trial and error that I really, really enjoy kickboxing classes way more than a cycling class or just a normal workout class or like an orange theory class like kickboxing for me is what i see myself doing in the future when i don't have cheerleading where my sister just got into cycling like a lot and she loves it and that's what she does now that she's not super active so i think workout classes is a great way because if you're very used to a specific routine and having someone kind of tell you what to do when it comes to sports that's almost that same kind of structure with a workout class so you're not doing it on your own you're not trying to like come up with workouts on your own someone still is kind of setting everything up for you but i think just finding trial and error and finding which classes work best for you yeah that's um classes are a really good way for somebody who is like new. is new to working out especially with lifting weights. It's really easy to injure yourself uh, in any sort of way. So having a personal trainer who runs you through a class, it's cheaper than not actually getting a, you know, a full-on personal trainer, but it's, you know, it's a good way to get into to the gym. Uh, another thing is just doing there's adult sports out there. Like I just did I started doing pickup hockey 27 years old. So I mean, you can, it's out there. You can find them. There's, you know, pick yeah, up my softball. Dad played, my dad played slow, slow pitch softball for like years yeah. after we were born. Yeah. Like, I, I never played baseball in high school and I started playing slow, slow pitch, uh, softball in my fireman's league, uh, uh, that we have. So just another good way, uh, to, um, to find, Right, like you don't yeah. have to be done with your sports if you don't no, want to. No, you don't. That's... And another thing is is that if you're going to start working out, do your research. Don't just kind of throw yourself into it because one, you could get hurt. Or that's why I two, recommend definitely workout classes. Yeah, two, you could just, you'd be like, well, I don't know what the heck I'm doing and you just quit. You mm -hmm. know, you give up. All right, next question that I feel like many of us, especially females, go through. Why am I gaining weight when I haven't even changed my food habits? puberty baby that's what happens when you're a woman your body just matures your body goes through it this happened to me when I was 17 I well probably from the ages of like 15 to 17 I definitely gained weight not unhealthily at all like just my body was going through puberty I was definitely a lot bigger and then randomly when I hit 17 my metabolism just sped up again and I lost it all like I feel like your, our bodies kind of go through like waves and phases, but that's life of being a girl. Your hormones, everything inside of you is working, turning you into a woman. One day you are going to be able to carry a child. Your body is amazing. You have to let it do the things that it is meant to do. And unfortunately, sometimes that means that you gain weight. It doesn't mean you're unhealthy. It doesn't mean you're less beautiful. It doesn't mean any of that. But if that means that you want to focus a little bit more on a healthier lifestyle, get more toned, whatever you want your focus to be, that's fine. If that's something that inspires you, make sure one of the biggest things with working out is the only way you're going to stick to it is if you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to try to impress someone else. You're not doing it for a specific number on the scale. We're going to talk about that for a second when it comes to the scale. 
The number on the scale means nothing, especially as a female. For guys, I feel like it's different because most of the time you want to gain weight. You want to bulk up. So that's different because it's like measuring that. As a female, to me, the number means nothing. I could not tell you how much I weigh. Muscle weighs more than fat. So obviously, like my body type may look the same as someone else's and weigh completely differently, but I may feel better than someone even if I weigh more, like whatever the case is, because the number means nothing. Don't stress about it. Don't let the number be your specific goal. Focus more on how you feel, how you look, how much energy you have throughout the day, like stuff like that is so much more important than the number on a scale. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely, you just have to be happy in your own skin. That's the, the truly the only thing that matters. Um, and honestly best best way to go about it don't even own a scale i don't own one yeah i literally can't tell you how much i weigh like i have no idea i mean the only reason i have one is because i i do strict bodybuilding and you know i I like to measure bulk up i literally measure you know you're measuring how much muscle you gain yeah which is different yeah exactly you want to ask the next question how can i get my motivation back to do workouts okay so this is like one of the hardest things in working out. If you have not been going to the gym or uh, living an active lifestyle, it is the hardest thing to get out of a rut and go to the gym. Uh, one of the biggest things that I do um, is I set a routine for myself, you know, and I make it last two weeks. If I can get over that two week hump of working out consistently five to six days a week, and eating, a, you know, a somewhat strict diet, I will start living that lifestyle from there on, there on out until you know a big life event changes or you know something gets in the way. But getting over that two weeks, you don't want to get out of that momentum. You don't want to change that lifestyle that you're in. So seriously, go out there and d- dedicate yourself two weeks, and you'll be and try to be motivated. And you'll change your change your life for sure. Another way that I keep motivated, and this is not for everyone, but I see pictures on social media and of guys that are ripped or fit, and it motivates me to get in the gym. I look at that and I'm like, I haven't been in the gym today. I, like I want to look like that kind of thing. It's not the best mentality for everyone, but. The next time you see a fit person on social media, use it as inspiration. And use don't it, compare yourself in a yes. way. Yes. Do not compare yourself. Don't be like, I wish I was that. Be like, be I like, can be that. I can I be that. Anyone has the the, exactly. the ability to, to to get there and and really change themselves. Okay, I just kind of like jokingly laughed at this question, but Sean was like, "No, that's a good one." So this question is, "What is your opinion on salad?" I think salads are stupid. Like people, <laughs> no, seriously. People think about like eating salads like, oh, I have to go out and eat salads. Right, like, oh, I'm on a diet. I'm eating a salad. No, you don't. Like you want to stick to high protein, uh, high, high protein diet and vegetables, good vegetables. Lettuce has a lot of like it is, you know, it's 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 a great vegetable. Don't get me wrong, but you want to be eating like complex vegetables like Brussels sprouts, asparagus, broccoli corn like eggplant like chain like there go into the grocery store and find a vegetable that you have never eaten before look up for uh, i promise you go and buy it look up a recipe for it and i guarantee you you will love that i was gonna say you can pretty much make any vegetable taste good with some seasonings yes 
Brussels sprouts, asparagus, zucchini. You just ha- you, so good. You just got into Brussels sprouts. Yeah, because I never made them. You made them, and they're good. Yeah, and I I never tried Brussels sprouts until one day I was like in the grocery store, and I was like, I've heard of Brussels like Brussels sprouts with, you know, bacon or you know a little bacon bits and whatnot, and I've tried them. My new favorite vegetable, hands down. I just made one with um, cranberries, uh, cranberries mm-hmm. and it is so good. Um, so you do not have to limit yourself to just salads. And also, when I talk about high-protein foods, I'm not just talking about chicken. I, know, I feel like everyone just thinks I have to eat chicken, rice, and green beans. Yeah, chicken, chicken, chicken. No. Like, it, one, fish. I'm not a big fish guy, but fish is one of the healthiest you know, meals on the planet. And also, you can do high-protein, like lean ground beef. Like, or ground turkey. Yeah, or ground turkey or steaks or, you know, that that stuff is not off. Red meat is not off the table when you're talking about living a high, healthy and lifestyle. you also don't need meat in your diet if you do find protein in other way for those that are vegan, vegetarian, whatever the case is. Yeah. Obviously, we aren't, so we don't know specific meals. But with a little bit of research, there's definitely ways you can get your protein in easily. Exactly. In other ways. Yeah. Um, one thing that, well, I, I really like is... Um, I've been trying it now is the uh, the cauliflower crust mm-hmm. from Blaze Pizza. Like if I want to treat myself, I'm like, oh, like let's get, you know, a Blaze Pizza. Try to find ways to substitute out the unhealthy, you know, aspects of that pe- like that pizza and find the healthier things on, on that uh, on that menu. Um, but seriously, do not limit yourselves to salads, um, high proteins, different vegetables. Try something new. Just go to the produce aisle in your grocery store and you're going to be like, holy crap, there's all this stuff here, you know, mm-hmm. and you can find a, a bunch of different new meals. Also, Pinterest is your best friend when it comes to that. You can look up anything specific for like specific recipes. Pinterest gives you the best ideas on food and TikTok lately. Honestly, get on food TikTok, learn, look up some hashtags, whatever it is. They have some of the best recipes on TikTok. All right. So the next question is. How to not overeat slash binge eat at night. Um, this is definitely a very tough topic to get into um, because one, overeating in the afternoon can lead to just it's sitting in your stomach at night during your, your biggest rest period. Um, I think that it, you like need to portion control all day long. You know, people... Think about going to like McDonald's or, you know, any, you go to a, to a restaurant, the meals are oversized. It's also not something that you can do cold turkey. It's something that you have to kind no. of phase into just slowly lower your portions into more of like a serving size. And I feel like then as long as you do it gradually, it's going to be something that you can stick to more. Yeah. Where if you try to just do something overnight, you're going to fall off easier. Well, it, yes and no, because you like some people like. I mean, I know I do it all the time. I'll eat something and I'll just keep eating it because it tastes so good. You do not want to eat until you are full, until you're stuffed. Because it's something like you're, you don't it's, realize you're full until yeah. like way after you actually and, are. And you know what? Do, do this. So here's what I do is if I'm eating a meal and I'm like, this is on like, I've, I've eaten quite a bit. You know, set down the fork. Wait 20 minutes. I know that's a weird thing to do is when you're eating is just set down, you know, your meal, wait 20 minutes. If you're full after that meal and you don't think you can eat, like 
put put it in leftovers. You know, put it in the fridge. It, like people overeat, and it's a big American thing. It's like, do you want to, you know, do you want large fries with that? That's the thing. It's like you don't need those large fries. You can get the small fries. Like, but they always get you because they're. It's like, do you want to upgrade for like twenty cents? Yeah, exactly. Um, save twenty cents and save the that the yeah. medium fry. That's the biggest thing, and like, you know, people think like, oh, I have to eat healthy when I diet. No, you just have to eat right and eat proportionally. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to throw in a couple of cheat meals when you're not. It's not going to make yeah. it that big of a difference. You know, you can have an Oreo cookie. Just don't eat a whole pack. Eat right. eat three of them. Like, eat three cookies. Not every day. But, you know, treat yourself. You have to. And I treat, I treat myself with cheat meals all the time. I feel like that's... I want to compare this to like a long distance relationship, which I know sounds stupid, but having something to look forward to makes it easier to get through the harder times. So if you have like, let's say your cheat meals every Sunday, you're going to get yourself through the week knowing that you can splurge on whatever it was that you've been looking forward to all week on Sunday. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Does that kind of make sense? I don't know why that analogy came to my head, but I feel like as long as you give yourself like an allotted time to like look forward to something, it'll be easier to stick to. But like also then balance and you can have those cheat meals. For sure. Yeah. You pick pick a day to have a cheat meal and, and you know, just limit it to one meal and not just a whole day. All right. Next question is, do you eat differently on workout versus rest days? Um, I definitely don't. Um, I try to maintain a high protein diet, um, especially on rest days. Um that feeling of when you are sore and in your muscles after you've had a, a good workout, that is your body trying to recover. And that's when you need to take in protein the most. Um, that protein's just going to basically rebuild those muscles while they're sore. Um, so it is extremely important to uh, continue um, your high protein diet uh, and, and vegetables and also, a big thing that I haven't mentioned yet is drinking water. Uh, yeah, I if, need to be better at that. Yeah. So it regulates all of the organs in your body and keeps them healthy and working. Um, but also, if you are trying to lose weight, it is it helps everything kind of keep flushing it out. So if you want to lose weight, drink a gallon of water a day. That's a good way to, to start. So also... Going into the fact of taking a high protein, um, definitely need to start taking it uh, ex- right after you work out. And I yelled at Lexi the other day because she did this butt workout, an ab workout, and a 30-minute cycling ride. And the f- like first thing she does, she makes pasta. Yep. Like, not like she's intaking food, great, but she's intaking carbs. Like and pasta does have protein in it, but she's just taking in more carbs when the only thing she needs to be taking in is protein, a piece of chicken, uh, a scoop of of protein. Um, definitely take that within the first thirty minutes of your uh, after your workout, and you'll start seeing improvements for sure. So going into a next question, just to kind of like tie it all together, do you try and eat right after working out? Yeah. So we already answered that. Try to take protein in as soon as your workout's done. Uh, but 
A big question for most people is what kind of protein should I take? Uh, should I be taking a whey supplement or should I, I... Say, yeah what's the difference between like a meal or a protein shake what's better is there one better is it just whatever you you're available at the moment high quality meat is definitely your best form of protein but um, a protein shake could be a substitute yeah especially or... especially if you're budget conscious uh if you know you're in a rush you're on the you're go. in a rush you're on a go yeah um tw- like 25 grams of protein from a, a workout supplement is the best thing that you can, anything is good. Um, but I would take in uh, either a whey or a plant-based protein. Um, so a lot of, there's a lot of different proteins out there and it can get very confusing. There's casein, which is good for nighttime use. That is like, it's kind of slow absorbing. Uh, and there's mass gainers, which is if you're trying to gain weight. Um, to isolates, which if you're trying to stay more trim and cut, uh, isolates are the way to go. So, I mean, there are a t- thousands of different supplements out there. Just have to do your research and uh, find the best thing that works for you. All right. Next question is, what do you think is a good monthly amount for of money for a gym membership? I pay $40 a month. I think that's a good price. Honestly. I honestly, I genuinely have no idea. Um, there are gyms out there that offer the $10 a month memberships. Um, those can be good for, you know, budget conscious people. Or like starting out. If yeah. Just... There's some CrossFit gyms out there that charge $150 a month. Here's the thing. And... You're most likely spending like $40 a month on coffee. Let's be honest. If not more than that, if you go like me and you go to Starbucks and Dunkin' a lot, you can substitute out some of those coffees you make at home. Spend that money on having a healthier lifestyle, yeah. really benefiting you in a great way. Can we can we talk about going out to dinner one time a month? Is $40. Is well over $40. Right. That's easily an $80 tab. I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, going out, I have two drinks or, you know, mm-hmm. um, an appetizer or something like that. And... It ends up being $80. $40 is not bad. Right. Obviously, and when you first see it, you're like, oh my God, $40 a month? That's expensive. But if you look at your other expenses, there's ways where you can yeah. cut back literally, like you said, one time a month of and, not going out and to especially eat. Especially if you're using that $40 membership, if you're going five times a week, that's you're going 20 times a month. That's $2 a day. Yeah. That's literally $2 every time you work out. That is dirt cheap. I think that's worth it. Um, and you know what? Honestly... If you think that spending $150 is worth it to go to the gym, hey, if you're like, I'm, I don't want to waste my money, I'm going to go. I'm going to go five times a week, you know? Or if you are getting into it and you don't have to pay that, you can, there's so many YouTube videos, there's so many at-home things you can do to get started just with get some weights, get a yoga mat, some resistance bands. That's the biggest thing is like, I, I have so much trouble with like doing ab workouts. I like one. I have trouble finding the motivation for them, um, so I look on YouTube. I look mm-hmm. at the the fifteen minute abs, and it's just like straight up. Oh, I love 15 those because they abs. burn, but you know you are done in fifteen minutes. Yeah, like, same with eight minute abs is a good one too. And there are millions of ab routines out there. You could do one, and you could be like, "Well, that didn't do much for me." Go on to the next one. Yeah, you find so one that you options. love. Save that option. And guess what? It's on YouTube. It's free. free. You know, 
So that like definitely, I mean, there's so many options out there. There's so many apps too. Like one summer I downloaded the Under Armour Run app and I just freaking started using that. So there's free options out there too. So don't think that like, don't, don't make excuses when it comes to working out because you can get out there. You can go outside and run. It, even if it's snowing outside, I'm sorry. Put on a nice pair of good shoes and <laughs> get out there. But So going off of that question, another kind of thing to tie in basically on the other side of health is eating healthy on a budget. So we talked about how you can work out on a budget if you're not ready to spend that much. Yeah. So what about eating healthy on a budget? Okay. Well, one, the, the things are a little different. In, in New York... A package of chicken is like 10 bucks, whereas Not down here. here, it's like $25. Something I don't understand why, like, it must be there's not a lot of chicken farms down here and there's a lot of chicken farms up north. Don't get it. But it's a little bit more expensive up here. Find different different avenues, though. Vegetables down here are, like, dirt cheap. And honestly, vegetables anywhere are dirt cheap. I, I could get an entire, like two weeks supply of Brussels sprouts for five bucks. And guess what? I can make four or five meals off of that. Um, you can find cheap options and especially you can find them in the, in the, um, the produce aisle, especially if you go to the freezer aisle, you can find frozen vegetables that are cheap too. I feel like it's a very common misconception that eating healthy is more expensive because yeah, like you can go to McDonald's, you can get a burger for a dollar. But when it comes down to thinking of a high protein meal, that burger doesn't necessarily have to be that unhealthy as long as you're balancing it out in other ways, correct? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I mean, think of it this way. You could spend the money now and on a better diet or you could eat dollar cheeseburgers and then pay for the triple bypass surgery in like 30 years, right? True. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Going off of that with food ideas and stuff, favorite go-to healthy meals to cook? I'm going to give you mine first because I feel like they're not very wide variety and then we'll go into Sean's who probably chefs up a little bit more. So my go-tos are any type of rice bowls. I love chicken rice bowls. I get like already pre-made pulled pork and I then just make my own little pico de gallo with some corn, cilantro, some avocado, throw that in with some rice. So good. I have like an avocado lime ranch on top. Oh my God, so good. I do that. I do shrimp, zucchini, and rice, chicken, zucchini, and rice. I do sometimes just chicken and zucchini, chicken and avocado. I personally love chicken, and I think you just can do so much with it. The way you season it, it's going to taste different every single time. So I feel like you could do like a teriyaki bowl. You could do like a more spicy one. You could do like a Montreal chicken seasoning. I just feel like the way you season food, you can do so much with it. So rice bowls are personally my favorite you guys know i eat chipotle like once a week so sometimes i try to sub it out by making my own at home honestly that's pretty much the extent of my healthy eating because then i go into pasta for every other meal so i'm gonna shock you right now my favorite meal is a milkshake okay seriously but here's what i do i do greek yogurt i do milk and then uh i also add in frozen bananas so frozen bananas are definitely better than ice cubes and they just make such a better consistency. Ooh, I have no more ideas now that you said bananas. It's such a better consistency to uh, the smoothie or milkshake that you're making. Uh, throw in some high protein in that and, you know, add some maybe dark chocolate chips. And that is the perfect smoothie for me. Oh, I use chocolate milk too. I use a specific type of chocolate milk. Going for breakfast, my favorite lately has been any type of like 
either banana Nutella on toast, banana Nutella on croissant. You can do just banana with peanut butter and chocolate chips. Bananas to me are so good. So good. And you can do, yeah. it almost feels like a dessert. I mean, it's obviously, I, especially with the Nutella, you can sub that out if you do want to be a little bit healthier. The one thing is I do recommend using the allotted serving size for Nutella or peanut butter because you can get carried away with those Absolutely. foods. And they do have, they do have a, a higher amount of sugar in them. But um, I, when I do use them, I use the serving size for it. Another easy thing is smoothies, smoothie bowls. Again, Pinterest is your best friend. Look up healthy meal ideas and everything will come up. Yeah. And there's yeah, the possibilities cheap, are endless. Cheap stuff, bananas. We just went on and rambled about bananas for 15 seconds of this podcast. Went back and listened to it. None of the information was Wait, necessary. so you cut out? I cut it all out. Bananas are so cheap though. Well, I have that part in. I just don't have the okay. specifics. Okay. But just bananas are your friend. We love bananas. Bananas are great. You can you can make ice cream with bananas too, and that's a good way to eat less sugars I've and less. I've never done that. Yeah, it's called banana ice cream. Like yeah. nice because it's not as unhealthy. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. We love bananas. Big banana fans. Big banana fam. All right, next question. Going back to working out. This is a good one. As a girl, I want to get a bigger butt, but don't want to be bulky by lifting weights. What else can I do? So... Um, there is a stigma in the lifting or working out world. Um, girls who lift weights are bulky and that is completely untrue. Um, there are so many fit girls out there and, that have big butts and it's cause they do squats and they do heavy squats. Only way to, to build your butt lift heavy. Uh, honestly, I, try to lift heavy and I kind of go to the limit of what my knees can and it's still hard to grow my legs and my butt. So seriously, lift heavy weights and then certain, certain, uh, there are certain ways of growing your butt. Um, definitely hockey. If you ever look at hockey players, look at their butts. They've got the biggest tree trunk of legs and butts because they're literally, I mean, they're on skates. They're pushing off like at a weird angle. Um, so rollerblading could be a good way to build your butt. Uh, also power cycling. Um, I know that that's also a good way to, to build muscle in your legs and your, in your butt, but definitely heavy squats. Um, you know, glute bridges, lunges, glute bridges, glute bridges are huge. Glute bridges with some weights. And those are easy to do at home. Like doing air squats, body weight squats, uh, starting off small, and then, you know, taking something like a heavier object, put it on your waist and just do some bridge squats. And you can like Google this, this stuff. It's all on there. Do, do your research, you know. Another very specific workout question. Do fat burners work? In my opinion, I've tried them before and no, they don't work for me. It doesn't mean that they can't work for other people. But I would probably steer clear from them. Um, I've just heard uh, and read studies that they're very unhealthy for you. Right. Um, I feel like your body is meant to burn fat in the way of yeah. working out, cardio, calorie deficit, eating right, and taking something that's supposed yeah. to burn your fat just doesn't seem yeah the best way to me. Exactly. Um, and people also kind of get the stigma of like, does, you know, do pre-workouts, are they bad for you? Um, some pre-workouts can be very bad for you. Um, there are pre-workouts out there that are like 300, milligram, 300 milligrams of caffeine. And 
you're going and increasing your heart rate already, that's very bad for you. Um, and in my opinion, stay clear from the 300 calorie, the, you know, the bang energy or, you know, even taking a monster before you go work out. Um, look at your supplements, you know, see if there's hot, it, like, I mean, make sure there's natural occurring caffeine, uh, and definitely steer, like try to err on the caution, a hundred milligrams, you know, anything below that is good. And then any, like, don't do crazy amounts of beta alanine. That's going to give you that pump. Um, creatine is good for you, uh, in moderate amounts. I would say as a girl, especially if you're just starting out, starting with stuff like Celsius, and drinks like that. Celsius has a lot of caffeine in it. See, but I feel like it's got to be better than taking milligrams. a whole... It's a lot. Really? You, oh. You got to read your nutrition supplements because you think, oh, like Celsius, you know, I'll take a Celsius before I work out. A lot of caffeine. And you wouldn't know that. It's a little can. Whereas a monster has less caffeine than a Celsius does. Well. Yeah. But you wouldn't know it because it's so on fine print on the can that you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just, just read. Just do your research. Just read. Read the back of that can. Obviously, everyone's body's different, too. So, everyone's body's going to take on different to different yeah. pre-workouts, different caffeine amounts. Yeah. If, if you're a 100-pound girl and you're taking 300 milligrams of caffeine, it's going to destroy you. Like, it's not going to be healthy for you. Yeah. All right. Next question that I feel like is a very common one and a lot of times why people are nervous to go to the gym and work out is... How can you get over the anxiety of working out by yourself in front of other people? Here's the thing. Everyone at the gym is so worried about what they look like themselves. Like you literally go to the gym to work out your body. Like you're so focused on yourself at that point that like, yeah, people may look at you differently if you're there, but like most likely everyone there is so focused on themselves. They don't care what other people are doing. Yeah. You go to the gym to to work on you. You don't go to the gym to you know, look at other people or you go to the mall to people watch. You don't go to the gym to people watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, there are going to be those people that stare or gawk and, And but there also are other times that you can go to a gym where it's going to be less crowded. Yeah. I mean, pick those, pick those times where it is less crowded, you know, six o'clock in the morning, it's going to be packed. Everyone's trying to go before, work. you know, if you could go during lunch, you know, where it's maybe a little bit slower, people aren't going as much. It's a good time to go. Nighttime, like nine o'clock at night, best time to go. No, Obviously, if your nobody schedule there. Allows, yeah, yeah. If your schedule allows it for you, but you know, um, after work, it's always mobbed. But you know, you you can't. You got to get in the mindset of you know those looks or those you know people that are looking at you. Freaking use it as motivation. They're yeah. watching you. They're wasting your their yeah. workout to watch you. So you use your workout and you get better. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to see it. All right. Another good question that I like before we wrap this up. I know you don't track, but do you, but do you monitor how much you're consuming throughout the day? No, I don't. I've never tracked any macros, calories, any of that. I would say I pretty much everything with healthy living is I just focus on how I feel. If I feel exhausted and I have like an, a slump all day, obviously I know what I've been putting into my body has not been the greatest. My body is feels the need to just like kind of sit on the couch and recover where obviously if you're eating better meals your body's going to be fueled more you're going to have more energy so I personally obviously I know everyone has a different philosophy certain things to count whatever the case is personally I just 
one, that's just is a lot of work to have to do all that. But two, I feel like once I start to obsess over something, I'm a very like dedicated person. I feel like if I ever were to get into counting calories, it'd be something that I would just obsess over too much. And I just do not want that to happen. So that is why I just focus on how I feel more than anything. Yeah. Um, I've, I've tried counting macros before and it is a lot of work. Um, uh, I definitely, um, have paid attention more about my diet than most people do. I was into bodybuilding, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps and trying to get bigger. And I've also tried to cut down. Um, but counting macros is just a whole nother level. And if you have that time in your day to do that, um, you can really see results. Um, but also if you don't count macros, you can see results. Um, just being mindful of what you're putting into your body. If you, you know, have that thought of, should I eat, you know, this and, you know, should I eat a lot of it? It's probably not good for me. Or if I do put it in my body, is it going to be good for me? You probably shouldn't eat it or you should limit the amount that you eat, eat of it. Um, it's always a mindset I have. Um, and it's a, a tough one to get into for sure. Um, but that being said, um, just listen to your body, uh, especially if things are working, keep doing them. Uh, and if something is hurting you in a workout or you're not feeling it, listen to your body, take a step back, you know, and, and, you know, do what is right for you, but also push yourself. So basically moral of the whole podcast is listen to your body and eat your bananas. Yeah, pretty much. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Obviously, there's so much more when it comes to health and fitness. And obviously, we are not professionals. This is just what works for us. Yeah, this is just um, what we've been doing for you know the majority of our lives. And I've been doing it for 10 years, and I'm still learning stuff. So go online and, and do your research because um, you can learn a lot. There's also a potential guest that we have in mind in the future that we're hoping that we can get on to do a very specific health and fitness podcast, someone that does have more of a background and more education in this. So let us know if you guys enjoyed this one and you would like to see that. And other than that, make sure you're always following the Instagram at chicken noodle underscore scoop. So that way you can participate in the next one. And just so you can participate in any episode from here on out. If you guys have any more questions, comment on the uh, this week's podcast post and uh, I'll come to the comments and uh, answer a few questions for you. So we hope you enjoyed and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Chicken, Chicken Noodle, Noodle Scoop. Scoop. Bye. See ya.